The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Tuesday. Already? Already. Well, this week is just flying by. It's already day two. (laughs) Woke up this morning thinking it was Wednesday. In in my head, I think I had... uh, Hopes that it had been a, a long weekend, mm. and it was actually a relatively short weekend. Not no such hope, uh, no such realization. Raining outside today in Edmonton. It's quite uh, quite a dull, drizzly day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been a lovely day to take off a nap. Uh, what time did you wake up this morning? Uh, I was up this morning at eight o'clock. Huh? And is that typical for you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was up at eight o'clock this morning too. <laughs> <laughs> Update 951 on the tree. Sit back. Draw yourself a cup of joe. Get the popcorn. Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, Got woken up at about 8 o'clock this morning by what sounded like a lot of activity on my street in in Twilliger Town. And looked out the window to see a massive group of individuals and equipment. You can imagine the joy that came across... Uh, both uh, my face and and that of my wife's, as we realized this had to be the the tree crew. Finally. Finally, uh, they're going to replace this tree. So here's uh, the crew. We took note, took pictures. Uh, Two dump trucks, a flatbed with uh, trees. We counted about 24 of them. A skid steer uh, with a digging attachment. And as I say, about 12 guys. Now, I don't know who's with what crew. And they're all standing outside my house. Now, for those just joining the story, very quickly, I'll tell you. I've done some research. There's nothing quick about this story anymore. I, I will try. It has gone on for so long. Well, it turns out so even, many levels. even longer than I realized. Oh, because boy. I've, I've looked into it a bit today, and I'll get to how uh, at the end of this uh, chronological order of events. But it turns out that there was a disease which... Uh, attached itself, uh, some moth-related thing, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, to the trees in Twilgertown. But it turns out that happened in 2014. So it happened three years ago. I've been saying this has been going on for a year, but I didn't realize it was actually three years ago that they first discovered they had an issue. And I've also been told by the city of Edmonton and by Brian Anderson's office, my counselor, that at that time the plan was to replace all the trees, but then in an effort to reduce cost and be more efficient, they were going to try and treat a lot of the trees with chemicals and save them, mm-hmm. which does make sense, mm-hmm. right? So it was an ongoing process that started in 2014. Now, how it impacted my street was back about a year, year and a half ago. We're not really sure. Didn't really know at the time that we should be keeping a timeline. Wish we had. So here's what happened very quickly. A crew arrived, inspected the trees. And then a second crew arrived and spray painted the ones they felt were infected. Then a third crew arrived and cut down the trees but left stumps. Then a fourth crew arrived and spray painted the stumps orange. Then a fifth crew arrived and surveyed the boulevard and left orange flags. Then a sixth crew arrived and spray painted a white X on the stumps. Then a a seventh crew arrived and removed the stumps but left a pile of wood chips, which we were told by a city worker we shouldn't touch because they're diseased. That's right. Crew number eight then arrived and painted a white X on the pile of wood chips, I suppose, to identify them as wood chips. Then crew number nine arrived. They surveyed the boulevard, left orange flags. 
Then crew number 10 arrived and they dug holes to expose the TELUS fiber wire uh, that had been installed months ago. And I'm guessing because that's what you see when you look down the hole. And then crew 11 arrived and they installed warning tape and sticks to hold up the tape that said, there's holes. <laughs> All right. So now we're at crew number 12. So crew number 12 with the two dump trucks, the flatbed with trees, the skid steer and digging attachment, 12 guys all showed up this morning outside my house. So I looked outside great with great excitement and glee and but my car and my daughter's car were parked in front of my house. So I ran outside with my daughter's car keys and I moved her car across the street to to sit on a curb that was next to a mature tree that they're not doing anything with. So it wasn't in their way. And then I took my car and went and got coffee. <laughs> so when I came back, um, I parked my car behind my daughter's car across the street so that once again, the entire front was clear. And then I went downstairs to enjoy my coffee, uh, just with the eager anticipation of leaving <laughs> for work in a couple of hours uh, to see my new tree. Well, about an hour went by, doorbell rings. So I go upstairs, city worker. He's like, how you doing? I said, pretty good. How you doing? Pretty good, he says. Getting some warm weather. The warm weather's come to an end for at least a couple of days. I said, it certainly has. Couldn't help but notice as I'm talking to him, all the crews are packing up. Man, I don't have a tree. So I said to him, uh, Hey, what's going on? And he goes, well, we noticed, we noticed you moved your cars. I went, yeah. And he goes, yeah, probably thinking we're going to plant a tree. And I said, that was my thought. And he goes, yeah, we're not going to. And I said, oh, really? Why is that? And he goes, well, because there was supposed to be a crew to come by last night to put no parking signs up to tell you to move your car. And I went, okay. And he goes, well, they didn't come by. He goes, I don't know what happened. Scheduling error. What are you going to do? I go, okay, but there is no one parked in front of my house now. And he went, right, right. I go, so why, why don't you plant the tree? Because they need the signs. Need the signs. Can't plant the tree unless the signs are there. Health and safety. That's right. So I'm like, does that, does that make sense to you? I ask. According to their rules, he's not like, my it, rules. He's like, exactly what he said. Those are the rules. I can't, I can't do anything. There has to be no parking sign. And I go, okay, but it's, you know, my house. And the only cars that park there are mine, and they're not there now. And I'm, I'm happy to wait vigilantly and ensure. I will even direct traffic. There, no one will... No, says, I'm sorry, we can't. Not until the no parking signs arrive. And they leave. Hmm. So I'm standing on my porch. I literally have not come back in the house. I'm just standing on my porch going, man, does that make sense? And what pulls up? A truck with no parking signs. I'm not making this up. Truck pulls up, load full of no parking sign. Gets, guy gets out, studies my pile of wood chips. Just studies them, right? So I walk over. Hey, how are you doing? He goes, good, good, good. He says, boy, the hot weather's come to an end. I thought, oh, there must be a standard greeting for city workers. I said to him, uh, are you putting up a no parking sign? He said, I was gonna. Uh, but now the crew is gone. I go, well, when will they be back? And he goes, eh, it's on a rotation. And I go, well, how big's the rotation? He goes, eh, two to three weeks. He goes, what? So you, I, you couldn't, I, I, so what you're saying is that even though there was no one in the way whatsoever of the mm -hmm. other crew, mm -hmm. they're not able to plant a tree. Crew, crew number 12 cannot plant the tree because crew number 13 didn't show up with a no parking sign. That's why, that's exactly what I'm telling you. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, what are you going to do? City, right? It's like... Everybody knows and accepts that eh, that's the city. So 13 crews now, no tree. My neighbor got a tree on both sides. My neighbor, but because they apparently had no parking signs. I don't, I don't know. So 
again, I'm sort of amused, but I'm realizing now I'm amused and entertained. And I wanted this thing to take its course on its own to see how it turns out if nobody intervenes. But you know that look your child gets when they come home from elementary school and everyone else in class got invited to the birthday party. <laughs> everyone else got a tree and right. I didn't. And that's Carol. Just like, why did everyone else get a tree? Like, I just looked and I saw the disappointment and sadness in her eyes. So... You could probably go buy a tree. They won't let me. I asked. <laughs> so I'll plant it. And I don't need 13 <sighs> crews. Um, so I tweeted. Just, hey, you know, 140 characters or less. I said, ah, here's the ongoing saga. Crew 12 left because Crew 13, or Crew 13 left because Crew 12 wasn't here on time. With the, well, the city of Edmonton tweets back, DM me, DM the city. We want to look into this for you. Well, you can imagine my glee and surprise. Here's the thing about Twitter. I can't DM you unless you follow me. <laughs> I have to follow you and you have to follow me and then we can direct message each other. So they made the offer but didn't follow me. So I had to tweet back and I don't know that there's a crew. Maybe there's a crew that has to come through and follow you, perhaps, or put up signs that they're going to follow you, and then they come back. And Anyways, they ended up following me, so I sent them a summary of what's taken place. And then I thought, you know what? What the heck? So I copied and pasted the same summary and sent it to Brian Anderson. Which I told you to do ages ago. The only reason I haven't is because I'm actually to the point at which my wife almost... Cried. Cried. I was okay. actually more entertained than annoyed. <laughs> so... Now, the city's gotten back to me saying they're going to look into it. Okay, good news. Now, Aaron over at Brian Anderson's office got back to me right now. Like, I mean, I hit send and I had a reply and gave me some background, which I now was able to pass on to our listeners and you. Um, said they'd look into it, needed to know my specific address. I, <clears throat> I feel confident, quite frankly, that Brian Anderson's office is going to look into this. But here's the thing, and I, and I shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth, and then I'll shut up about my tree. For me, it's not about the tree. For my wife, it's about the tree. I don't want an explanation for where my tree is or when I'm getting my tree. I, I don't want a promise of a tree. Here's what I want. I want an explanation of how any organization can possibly send 13 crews to plant a tree. That's what I want. I don't. You don't need to promise me anything. I don't even personally need a tree. <laughs> I need to understand how anyone can operate an organization that requires 13 crews to plant a tree. That's all I want to know. And I guess, in a perfect world, an explanation of how that will change moving forward. Well, isn't that the biggie? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? I'm not making this up. I'm not exaggerating. And between Carol and I, we think we might have missed a few crews. So I'm only going with what I saw with my eyes, 13 crews. So... In the ongoing gong show that has been out at my place, yes. and the reason I'm going to get yep. to a comment that my counselor told me, which may hold the key, but still does not answer. And your anything, counselor is Michael. Oshry. Is Michael Oshry. Okay. So, and again, you know the history. They closed down 199. They just re um, did 199 a couple of years ago to the tune of two million dollars. The developer mm -hmm. is coming in because oh, um, they pushed the project through much faster than the city expected. So now they're tearing this yeah. 800 meters, oh, yeah. 1,000 meters of 199 up. Okay, but then they rerouted us on a major, major detour. Anyway, uh-uh-uh, goes on. Probably cut down some trees along the way. Oh, yeah. A huge <laughs> amount of trees. Yeah. Um, we complained for a number of reasons, safety issues, all that sort of stuff. Okay. 
all great. Mm-hmm. They've uh, we, we complained, we got the councillor involved, they've done a detour road, so gets us in there quicker. But they had to build a detour road for us. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, Except, it's called the uh, Jalen Nye Way, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except, when I went to leave my house on Friday and on Monday and again today but the detour is now open, like 199th is open, You, there was city work crews on the street, the main detour road to get out. So now we're dealing with detours. So there's construction, there's construction on the detour. construction on the detour. There's what were they constructing? The or, well, they're repaving a part of the road <laughs> because apparently there was issues and that sort of stuff. So once again, I said, communication. So to Michael Oshry, my counselor, I, I said... Just, I can't. I just... I can't. So... How about this one? Network was not aware that the work was taking... Network operations was not aware that the work was taking place. Okay. So the big guys, I guess, didn't know that these other guys were working on the detour yeah. road, blocking everything off. So I responded back to my counselor, communication is hard, eh? <laughs> good and he said to me, it's a complex organization that sometimes has good communications, but sometimes it's unbelievable how bad it is. So... I suspect part of the problem is going on with the trees mm. and anyone else in Chedville who has dealt with anything like this. I think it's something that people just don't know what the other group is doing. Right. How did the main people who shut down the major entranceway into my neighborhood think it was a good idea to now do construction on the road outside of there? Because they weren't talking to each other. If we're not talking to each other and not knowing, hey, what time are you going to be out front of uh, into Willigertown to plant those trees? Yeah. Well, we're planning on being there at 8.30. Okay, I'll be there at 8 o'clock to have the no parking signs up. Right. How hard is that? And listen to this. You know what? Absolutely right, Jaylen and I, dead on. And here's the other thing. So the guy can ring my doorbell to tell me the reason I'm not getting a tree, but he can't ring my doorbell to tell me to move my cars. Or how about this? Can't call his buddies, the sign guys back at the office yeah. and say, get out here, I need, this, I need the no parking signs. Or ask when they're going to arrive, right? Because he literally arrived with his no parking signs as the others were driving off. It's communication. So what needs to be done to better improve communication on the, and I get it's a huge organization I get that mm-hmm. every other business in the world has employees doing 13 jobs and the city has 13 crews doing one job and they're not getting the job done and how much is it costing to have all of those people coming by who knows who knows and just to throw one last wrench in the <laughs> in the works what's that Many people have trees on their own property, Mm -hmm. which are not the responsibility of the city. And if whatever disease absolutely devastated all those trees that were on city property, are you telling me they didn't leap the extra six feet to the trees that are on private Mm -hmm. property? So aren't all those new trees that have taken close to three years to get planted, and I say close to because we haven't got it planted yet, so it could be four, I don't know. Aren't they going to be diseased by the ones that the city does not control? And aren't we going to do this all again next year? Well, I hope not. I hope not either. But I suspect that's the truth. Uh, We are not alone with dealing with uh, the gong show that at times can be work being done by the city. The story's coming in on the texting page It's unreal. How about this uh, note? It says, amazing. We can launch satellites and people into space. We can find a boat sunk at the very bottom of the sea. We can build and fly millions of people around the world, yet we can't 
plant a tree. <laughs> that so sums it up brilliantly. And those, uh, you know, lots of stories about potholes not getting fixed, trees, other people having problems. And this comment from several texters, uh, but I love how you think. Very funny. Uh, saying that, hey, had you just put seeds in there three years ago, you'd have a tree. <laughs> My husband works for the city. He can't phone another department. He has to go through 311, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. And that's fun. Uh, listen to this. Hey, Andrew, I had a bit of a thought as to why the system is the way it is. Not affiliated with the city, but just thought that maybe the way that makes more sense is to have 13 crews do one job because that individual crew could do more in a day at a multiple sites than they did if they did it all in one day. Kind of like how it's faster for a teacher to grade 200 tests by starting with the first question on every test, moving to question two. Hopefully that made sense. It makes perfect sense. I do understand that it, it would be more efficient to have a crew that uh, specialized in digging the hole, another one in... But without the coordination that you talked mm -hmm. about, nothing's getting done. And there's a few extra crews in there that, quite frankly, are just laughable. And and the the biggest of those would be the pile of wood chips. With the X on it? With the X on yeah. it. So there's a crew, and it's a crew. It's more than one person that came around and put a spray-painted a white X on a pile of chips to identify them as a pile of chips. Now, you can't tell me that's more efficient. Nadine says, hey, guys, this is precise, precisely why we sold our Edmonton home uh, last month and moved into the country. No more of our tax money for the city to waste. Just couldn't take it anymore. We now live, uh, I don't know what that means, but off-grid and feel so delightfully free. <laughs> like I say, it's crazy to watch. I'm, I'm watching it like a soap opera. I'm reporting it to our listeners because so many of you engage when I tell you more about it. I think some of you are hoping I never get the tree. Um, but when I saw my wife this morning and she just went, why did everyone get a tree but us? It it really, honestly, broke my heart a little bit. Barb texted in, I'm no fan of the city, but when one of our boulevard trees broke a limb in the last windstorm, I contacted that ridiculous 311 system via email. They had it cleaned up very quickly. Anyway, my husband got a job with the city. He works in the trades. It was a quite intense interview, but whatever. We were excited, thinking it would be a great uh, pay, benefits and pension, etc. He didn't last very long. The other employees did not like that he wanted to work. Eventually, they ran over his toolbox. That cost about a thousand dollars. He he left. Wow. Fraser's been holding the line. Hi, Fraser. How's it going? Good. You're a developer. You work with the city all the time. Yes. Well, I actually work for a developer. I'm not going to say who I work for because no, that's, no, that's fine. fine. You, you need to keep good relations. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna. The lady that said to have 13 different crews doing one job each. Uh -huh. Why that doesn't work in the that particular situation is because of drive time. Mm. So, so if the homes are all next door, then that makes sense. Right. Because the city's driving all over the city, they just lose all their efficiency on drive time. Well, and let me ask you about this, because you might know the answer to this. My wife and I sort of debated a little bit. So I'm saying it's 13 crews, but honestly, I think it might be more like 15 or 16 crews. But we just, I just honestly didn't want to exaggerate the situation. But one of the crews that seems to come back quite often is a crew that puts up orange flags to indicate where lines are, which obviously the city doesn't want to hit a line while digging a hole, right? Well, that's not even necessarily the city's guys. That's right, exactly. Guy. So I, you know, but I assume they're working in conjunction, so I consider them a crew, right, for the purposes of adding up the number yeah. of crews. How long can one of those flags stay? Because I think related three to months. a... Three How long? Three months. They, they expire in three months. Okay, because I think that also relates to what you just said, to the point you just made, that if they were all coordinated and behind one another, it would make more sense. But we've had those flags expire. So Yes, and then they'll come and remark them. They, they have run. to remark them. The lines underground never move. Some right. Flags above ground. <laughs> 
Right. And that's what my wife said to me this morning. I said, well, they've, why, she asked, why was there a crew that put up flags again? And literally, there was a crew that came around taking down the flags, and then another crew followed them putting up the flags. So I didn't even count mm. those two crews, right? Because as you said, I'm not sure they're city workers. And, and she said, why do they do that? And I said, well, they expire. I can't remember if it's days, weeks, or months, but they do expire. And she went, well, do the pipes move? I will know. Yeah, I deal with that one all the time. Really? Where you just you just pass that three month time, and then you, if you stick a shovel on the ground, you're in big trouble. <laughs> Fraser, thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you again. It's uh, two twenty nine. Eileen has your two thirty newscast up next. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.